Hey everyone, it's me, John. And me, Louise. And you're listening to the greatest podcast about all the amazing ideas that we have that we'll never do. Mm-hmm. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Yeah. You got here somehow, so you know what it's called. Uh, what's going on, Louise? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing really great. Uh, I just got back from a doggy play date with about nice. 35 Boston Terriers. Holy crap. There's a lot of them. Now That's my a lot of BTs. That's right. We, uh, we went to Long Island City for this one. L-I-C. And uh, the dog played so hard that he had to take a sidewalk nap before getting back on Whoa. the subway. Uh, I know that we don't typically... Well, there's no typically Talk about our this. dogs. No, it's not that. It's just like jump into the ideas right away, but kind of segues perfectly into one of my ideas. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Anybody who listens to the show frequently knows that a lot of our ideas are about dogs for good reason. They're incredible. And we live with some really good ones. Um, So my idea. Oh, and we both live in cities where we probably see hundreds of dogs any given week. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So my first idea is actually a dog spotting journal. So... It's anybody who uh, might might have seen our previous guest Scott Wiener's pizza journals will see that there's like different things to put in on each page where it's like I uh, I don't even know <laughs> what's on them but like I don't know uh, crust density and stuff like that or, or, or like toppings yeah so yeah so like you see a cool dog you whip out your little journal and you describe the dog you know, there's a space to write in like what you would name it space to write in like what its actual name is uh, a place where you can draw a picture of it exactly so yeah and i looked around i didn't find any you know what this would be cool too a space for the owner's name because i know about 20 dogs in my neighborhood i don't know any of the owner's names i'm like oh there's lucy oh there's hazel i have no idea what their owner's names are yeah that would be so you could like meet perfect. up with them, learn the owner's name, write it down, and like yeah. maybe study it. <laughs> right. And then, you know, contact information uh, in case maybe you see the dog running loose or you just want to get together somebody, for a dog party. Yeah. Or somebody's going away for the weekend and they're like, yeah. oh, I wish we could bring our dog. Who can we get to be a dog sitter, though, instead right? of the kennel? And you're just like, I know that Roland gets along great with Hazel's dad. It's true. That yeah. is actually like eerily true. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Hazel's got a pretty solid human. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hazel is a staffy and she's beautiful and <laughs> super strong and uh-huh. she sounds like she will rip your face off. She's the sweetest. She just makes these really snarly noises and it makes a lot of people really nervous. And uh-huh. I always feel so bad for her because I'm like, Aww. I know you're such a sweetheart. And of course, my dog's such a jerk. He's like, I'll play with you. Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> and so they always get very excited when we come to the park. But, Aww. um, 
You could even write down like makes really snarly noises, but is a right. total sweetheart. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's my first idea. <gasps> Dog journals. I love it. Why don't they already exist? I know. I think it's because maybe most people are trying to be paperless as much as possible. But I got to tell you, pen to paper feels really good to me. I mean, it could also be an app, but whatever. Eh. Yeah. I'm, you and I, we've talked about apps. We've, we've gone through app territory and they're hard to make. Yeah. Back to, to basics. To make journals, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Back to yeah. basics. Back to basics, peoples. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Louise, you had your your show recently, your performance. I did. Anything you want to talk about on the podcast about it? Sure. Um, I am not married. And you had sort of a non-traditional number of events for your wedding in uh-huh. that there were multiple in multiple locations, and instead of everybody traveling to you guys for one thing, you guys went around to like clusters of your people so that nobody would have to travel, which was mm-hmm. really awesome. The thing, why I talk about this, why I bring this up, is that the thing that I did not anticipate about doing a solo show is that almost everybody there knows you and mm-hmm. loves you. And wants to say hello to you after. Oh, so yeah. like I in my head was like, oh, I'm doing a show. And when it's over, I'll pack up my stuff and I'll meet everybody. No, it was like a wedding receiving line where oh, I was geez. like, oh, my God. And you're here. Oh, my God. And you're here. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming. Oh, my God. And I was like having a little bit of a breakdown inside while I was being so grateful because Yikes. I felt this constant guilt about saying hello and thank you to somebody and having these other people wait because you could tell they wanted to also like exit. It was a school night. It was on a Monday. Um, Right. But it was just like this weird feeling that I didn't anticipate. And I was like, oh, my God, if I ever get married, we're not doing that. Right. Like, just not going to happen because it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yes. Um, so that wasn't really about my show, but about the experience of my sure. show. The other parts of it were mm-hmm. um, you you can't plan for everything, but you do as much as you can. Sure. Um, I was like feeling really high energy, full of adrenaline and talking really fast and um, like sort of feeling self-conscious about how fast I was talking. And I think Chris had said to me like, but do any of the people here know a version of Louise that talks slow? And I was like, no. Okay, you're mm-hmm. right. Okay, I feel comfortable again. Right. Um, but it was overall, for the amount of stress and anguish I felt over it, a really, really amazing experience. Good. I was really, really happy and proud Good. of a lot of, of parts. And I felt... It's been a really long time since I've performed in that kind of forum. Mm -hmm. And it was my first ever solo thing. And I feel like I really love it. That's great. (laughs) I I don't think I love doing a solo show. So next time I'm definitely going to have to like invite more people to do things with me. But I, I felt really happy even through like hiccups and 
I feel like a lot of performers people that I know people that I don't know just like things I've seen like you can really really tell when they're having a panicked moment about something not going the way they rehearsed it of course <laughs> and I feel like sometimes when that's happening to me I'm like "Ooh, that's new um specifically I sang a Disney princess song mm-hmm. I sang a song from Frozen not let it go and then later in the concert I sang um, a jazz tune. It was a, a jazzified version of a Broadway standard. And during the end, because Chris played piano for me, he did a, like a little melodic callback to the Disney song. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like that. It was like really like a cool surprise. And he just then, surprised um, you by doing that? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then there was another song that I sang. Um where he did this like like psycho um like mm-hmm. plink really in the upper register of the piano and it was like oh, that's so cool like <laughs> you know i'm a little surprised that he improvised like that oh yeah yeah it was cool it was cool and i mean there were things cuz not every moment of it was perfect for me either and i felt like as a performer and knowing other performers, they would be like, <laughs> yeah. like, how do I go on? How do I move on? And I was just like, well, that's over anyway. Like, <laughs> so no, and that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, uh, the, the process of creating this performance and actually performing itself, did it spark any fresh ideas? Hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're super fresh or if they're they've always been there <laughs> and it's just like the um, logistics of doing them. Mm-hmm. For instance, I played my trumpet. Right. <laughs> and I haven't played my trumpet in a very long time. I will say it this way. Chris said, your trumpet could have had sex and like been old enough to drink <laughs> in the amount of time that you haven't played it. Right. Like, oh man. Um, yeah. So a long time. And I, uh, the process of like getting it out and putting the mouthpiece to my lips and practicing the music, I was like, ah. Oh, I want to do this. Like, I want to have a low stakes, like, community band or, like, ensemble where I can, because I guess any day I could just whip out my trumpet and play it. Mm-hmm. But it's like a group of people getting together to read the music and, like, we don't have to perform. We don't even have to be that good. Like, you don't even have to audition to be in the group. But it's weird. I, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll just put, like, flyers on telephone poles around the city or lampposts and be like be in our community band sure but then i'm like you could get some real weirdos oh Uh, for sure and like where would you rehearse like you'd need a church basement or something like free but but that was kind of the idea i was like i wish there was a group of people that i could just get together with and play music Mm -hmm. because it's just fun but not in a like I'm in a band kind right. of way. Just like, um, yeah. 
So that was kind of an idea, like a weird free, like you don't get paid to be there. It's volunteer. You don't do shows. You just get together and play music. Community yeah, just band. have fun with each other. Yeah, back in a previous life, I would get together with this group of people and play bluegrass songs on like a rooftop in Philadelphia. And for some reason, I played mandolin. I didn't play mandolin, but I was capable enough to like pretend. Jam. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was, was just fun, like right? fun. However, yes! trumpets are louder than a lot of things. Trumpets are louder. <laughs> Part of the reason I picked it, it's funny, people often see me and I'm so like tiny and like float around and they're like, do you play the flute? Do you play the piccolo? And I'm like, I play the trumpet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like people never guess, like if they had to guess what instrument I played. Sure. Um, but I play it because it's loud and it says, hey, Hell I'm yeah. here. Nice. So yeah, I think um, community band idea, which isn't really new. It's probably a lot easier to pull off. Well, if you're in an urban area, then you probably have more people who are musicians concentrated. If you're in a more rural area, you have more space in which to practice. Right. Uh and like maybe even just like a field or a backyard where like no one's around, no one cares. Right. But yeah, in a in a city, it's a little bit harder to kind of pull that off. Yeah. Unless you have an inn at a church basement. Right. Right. A school cafeteria. Ooh. Um, a gym a cafetorium. Yes. Yes. Because I was going to say, like, oh, like at a park or something. But then you got to worry about weather. Can't be bringing mandolins and trumpets out in the rain. Sure. And right. And also then it's like permits. Because then what constitutes like a performance? Oh. It's just dicey. You're the brains. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. I've just had to deal with like getting permits for stuff in parks. And it's not easy or fun. And... Nobody wants you to be able to do stuff. They make you jump through hoops. No, Those thank people you. are naysayers. Yeah, they say nay unless you have a permit. And even when you want to get one, they're just like, hmm, maybe nay. I don't the know. naysayers would be a really good community band name, though. Yeah, or just like a group of people who want to vent about things, perhaps on a podcast called Uproar. <laughs> that would be the the listeners. They'd be the naysayers. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Still, still kicking around that i that idea. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of work. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if I have any ideas that kind of uh springboard off of that i have an idea it doesn't springboard though so i'll bring it on okay you know how when it's cloudy and overcast i do you go outside you're totally fine some days the sun is beating down and you need to put on some shades right same thing olfactory Hmm. let me let me expand on this. We need <laughs> nasal sunglasses because sometimes you ride the subway and it's fine. And other times you ride the subway and it is stinky 
or you go to a place that is small and someone has, you know, silent but deadly. Oh, and yeah. so you got to have. Or loud but, but deadly. Like, <laughs> deadly either way. So, like, inconspicuous, like, nostril sunglasses mm-hmm. so that, it, you know, it can look cool like a fashion statement, but protect you from discomfort in that way. Well, I don't I'm, have a t- I don't have a name. It's just an idea. Right now I'm looking through my idea list because I thought that I had something maybe maybe not. Um but I feel like we've talked about something in the past about something to like Oh, the cups that smell so make your water taste like not wa- like juice well, but it's just water. Yes, but also I'm thinking about something from like a long time ago. Maybe this was pre-podcast, but like something that clips onto like your nostrils that has like good aromas that Eucalyptus, block out the bad ones. Oh, lavender. You name it. Anything you like. Yeah. Anything you like. Uh, but yeah, that is necessary, especially living in those cities. A lot of people. As it starts small to get space. warmer. That's right. That's right. It's all happening. Or if you're a podiatrist, <laughs> you might that, need it. That's very true. Or a dentist, because they're like up in there. They are all up in there. And some people got some rank breath. Breath. <laughs> yes. So that was. Yeah. Let's try and think. Instead of blocking out UV rays like sunglasses, it's blocking out PU rays. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That was really good. Uh, man, I, we should just ha- we should just end this right now. Because that was so it. fun, you guys. Yeah, that's it. Three hundred four eight hundred four idea. Three hundred four eight hundred four idea. If you have any ideas to springboard off of. The uh, the PU block PU ray blocking nose plugs. Then uh, we want to hear it. Uh, I have okay. This will this is kind of similar to that, but this is more of a um, cosmetic thing. This is a clip on type of apparatus that you would use if. Maybe you are going through a lifestyle change or you've realized that you've maybe made a mistake by, uh, let's say you are a lady, because typically ladies do this. And, um, you know, shaving armpits has always, not always, but in the past, you know, however long has been a real thing. And nowadays people are being like, you know what? To hell with that. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to, you know, not shave my armpits because whatever. You're not going to tell me what to do, the man. Right. And But maybe, like, you're the kind of woman who has had them, like, had lasered off or something. Or it's just like you you don't, you're unable to grow it for whatever reason, over chemi- over-chemicalizing yourself. That's a word. And it's a thing that you clip on to... Maybe if you're wearing a bra, it'll clip onto the bra and it's like a little armpit hair wig. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I was even trying to think because a lot of people uh, overpluck their eyebrows. Ooh. And now that like a fuller brow is back. Um, oh, it's in, baby. It's back in. There's this thing. Have you ever heard of microblading? Microblading. No. Microblading. Okay. So it's a procedure that you do. It's kind of like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. But it's um, with a little like blade. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't go as far into your skin. Got it. As tattoo ink goes. And they're like tiny little slits, like individually like hair. Weird. To, yeah. And it's permanent in the way that a tattoo is, but less so because it's not mm-hmm. as deep into your dermis. Um, Obviously, the clip-on is a lot easier to handle and probably super easy to maintain. You just unclip it, wash it, hang it to dry, clip it back in. Like, yeah, that and seems you know, great. Different colors. Uh, yeah. Different colors. Different I textures. like it. Yeah. I like or it. Or maybe it's just like a cold winter and you need a little bit more warmth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that'll help. I'm not Maybe a doctor. Maybe it will. What do I look like? A doctor? What do I look doctor? like? You look like a doctor. Oh. <laughs> of ideas. <laughs> oh! oh, no. The doctor is in. <laughs> if you are a deep, doctor deep of thought. ideas, call 304-804-IDEA and leave us a voicemail. It's been a while, guys. It's been a while. You we know miss what I was you. thinking? What's up? Here's an idea. For us and the pod. Mm -hmm. What if we didn't wait for people to call the hotline? What if live on the cast, we ambushed people that we know for an idea? Like instead of them calling us, like we call them and say like, hey, you're live on the pod. What great ideas have you had? That's a pretty good idea. Just have to know that they're going to be around and answer the call. Right. Hmm. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll workshop yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? If any like... of you have ideas for us about this podcast, call 304-804-IDEA or send us an email, greatideapod at gmail.com. Tweet at us, whatever. Post it on our Facebook thing, greatideapod. We'll it's take it into place. consideration. Yeah. No no promises will actually really... We are open to all ideas. Except editing. Biff. We're, we're not going to do that. No, never. <laughs> this is a long-form, free, artistic space. You know, the second someone tells us what to do is the second I want to stop doing this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't go for that. No can do. No can so, do. So, uh... Yeah, how how else have the ideas been flowing for you? Mm, I haven't had a ton of um, like extra space in my cranium mm-hmm. with my show going on. Sure. Um, I was trying to. Um, it's not really a new idea. It would just be someone else's idea that I wish we could use. Mm-hmm. For instance. The Japanese, 
when I was in Japan, mm-hmm. carry around these little hankies. And they're like little squares. They're really cute. Kawaii. Cloth mm-hmm. hankies. And when you wash your hands in a public bathroom, then you take out your own little towel and you dry your hands and you put it away. Have we talked about this? I think we might have. Keep going. Um, Either privately or on the podcast. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows at this point? <laughs> uh, and so a lot of the public restrooms don't have like paper towels or dryer machines. Mm-hmm. I want that here. I want somebody like Beyonce or... Obama or Justin Timberlake or yeah. I mean somebody Stephen Fry like to be like I do this what Everybody a weird sh- combo of people <laughs> like I do this you're cool if you do this oh one of the Kardashians anyone like somebody who's gonna get people to go I'm gonna do that right Um, because I just want it. Yeah. Or um, a similar idea, which is not mine, but I like, is there's this company that I saw on the internet that collects used hotel soaps mm-hmm. and then sanitizes them, grinds them down, and then makes them into uh, like little tiny soap bricks and right. sends them to countries that have a problem with like illness that can be totally avoided with the use of soap. I think we have talked about this on the podcast. Oh. But I'm okay with talking about it again. Like, for so for somebody had once told me they were thinking about opening a cold brew mm-hmm. um, little shop in Mexico City, because I guess they don't, they're like cold brew hasn't hit Mexico City yet. Okay. So they just wanted to be ahead of the thing. And they said, I think what we're going to actually do is take the coffee grounds from our cold brew company mm-hmm. and donate them to our friend who will somehow process the coffee grounds to make like spa scrubs or oh. like, so it, it's like an upcycling yeah. of products. And I'm like, more of that and I don't know what that idea would be right but but I I'm in support of ideas like that well I mean similarly to that using coffee grounds in soil is just really good for plants vegetable gardens and such yeah so yeah just like thinking of other ways Daisy chill out dog so uh Side note, if any, we might be able to put this one on YouTube. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But uh, if if you can see this, I am in a cabin right now uh, at Mount Hood in in beautiful Oregon. And um, it is an area that Daisy absolutely loves because of the wildlife outside and the occasional but infrequent dog that's walking by with their person um and all she wants to do is just go out there and uh harass them a little bit (laughs) so that sounds like a perfect afternoon right now there's just like mounds of snow everywhere so her visibility is pretty low but i think that like i saw the reflection of somebody walking by with the dog and i'm pretty sure that she caught wind of it so uh She's getting a little antsy right now, but she's being real good. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good um, girl. But yeah, 
anyway, it's always a good idea to try to find ways to reduce waste and to and to reuse things, uh, reuse the waste in a way that is uh, gonna create something good. Yeah, like body scrubs. <laughs> what else are we doing with those coffee grounds? Nothing. 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 Um, which actually kind of segues into the challenges from last episode. Oh yeah. Did you we are think of total anything professionals? For yours? Well, the the challenge that you gave me had to do with transporting compost. Yes. Uh which is kind of perfect. Oh man, I just saw a dog running outside and I'm like, oh no, Daisy's gonna see that and go bonkers. Um okay, so transporting compost, uh coffee grounds, a perfectly uh reasonable compost item to be bringing up um so you live in a city where they don't have public composting you have to bring it to a facility there it's you bring well it to it's it's not public point. in that like you have it with regular trash pickup or anything like right. that yeah you have to bring right. it somewhere and you just drop it off uh and I do. part of this you do and part of this issue is that <laughs> oh bless you Thank and you. part of this issue is that you have to travel there. It's not convenient, like right next door or anything, which could be really smelly if it was. So the smelliness of it is unpleasant to be bringing on, let's say, the subway or a bus. For instance. Right. Um, I think that this kind of goes along with a... In, an idea challenge that you had given me several episodes ago, which was backpacks, which is a backpack that's specially designed for hauling your compost. That'll have maybe a compostable liner in it, um, a removable compostable liner. Um, That was really like my, my main idea because you're going to have to transport it no matter what. Yeah. Uh, The, other thing that I was thinking of, which seems a little impractical and dicey and would probably rub people the wrong way, is uh, compostable capsules that you put everything in and you shoot it in a t-shirt cannon over to the compost uh, facility. But fun. <laughs> so fun. Uh, but the odds of that going completely haywire are very high. You could maybe even get like a carrier pigeon to come pick up a little oh teeny God. tiny <laughs> capsule. A little pouch. It's just like they take one tea bag at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting there though. I like that. Aside from the fact that we are uh, using animals for our benefit. but Right. That aside. We have no well, shortage hey, of pigeons in New York City though. Th- that is true, but... Maybe let's talk about drones. You let's know, talk about drones. Let's talk about drones. Yeah. Baby. Maybe there's a way to like program in their destination and uh, that destination is the compost facility. Yeah. Pneumatic yeah. tubes is another one. <gasps> Pneumatic tubes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bringing it back around to the subway. Yeah. Vacuum tubes. Just like. Because you know that, right? All- the very first subway. Was right. a pneumatic tube. That's crazy. It's crazy. I would feel uncomfortable 
and unsafe in one of those. Really? I think so. But that's like uh, the Hyperloop that everyone's talking about these days where it's like, it's all magnets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. Science is bonkers. Yeah. I love it. I often wonder about magnets mm-hmm. and people with things inside their bodies helping them be alive. Sure. That could possibly be affected by that. I You have to wonder, though, if like those mechanisms if i mean that stuff has to be taken into consideration right it has to be i just know that people let's say with a lot of who've been in incredible accidents or have had sure plants transplants of some kind or you know if you've got a a, a bar in your leg instead of a femur. Yeah. Or if you've got just like a ton of surgical mesh holding your your stomach mm-hmm. to get, like, does that, do you feel a pull? Do you? I imagine it'd have to be a really strong magnet. and It's pulling a train. Well, yeah, but in the Hyperloop, I'm sure that there's protection against that those actual yeah. forces that are in play. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am thinking or else cartoon, they'd be pretty cartoon style. Like when you put the <laughs> magnet on the ceiling and you pull Bugs Bunny across the floor. Of course. That, that's oh, where man. my brain goes. Well, of course. I mean, all of our brains are supposed to go to those cartoony Looney Tunes places. Because yeah. if, if things are going to happen like that, we have to see that we've taken all necessary precautions to avoid that. Looney Tunes are living in a dystopia. Absolutely. Yeah. Falling off of cliffs and then somehow living to see the next day. What is like, going on there? If we, if Looney Tunes happened today, I think people would lose their minds. For well, instance, I mean, all of the Wagner. All of the <laughs> Wagner. Um, <laughs> no, but you get like Elmer Fudd out there with this gun or you get them like Daffy Ducks, like Bill being shot oh, yeah. off his face. Where like when they were happening the first time, we were all like, that's hilarious. Yeah, well, now that the NRA is running our entire country. People would we could lose lear- their shit. Yeah, things would go uh, a little differently. Well, actually, maybe not because... That's telling people if you get shot in the face, your nose is just going to slide to the other side and you just have to move it around. Logic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I I forget what I (coughs) challenged you to on the last episode. Oh, um, concerts. Oh, right. Vertically challenged. The vertically challenged. Yeah. So um, I had a couple of ideas. You know how you can get in an office chair and you can like flip the little lever under the chair to make it go Mm -hmm. down or up or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of those, but like a unicycle, but it just, you bring it with you. It's got a little stand on it 
uh-huh and you like hit it and it just like brings you up so you can you can like balance on it uh-huh. um but it's a seat or like an apple box right that has a little lift so you can carry it in it's empty or whatever you set it down you you and it lifts you up a little mm-hmm. or do you know what kangoo is no tell me kangoo is this like cardio workout. Where, <laughs> That's why I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's about working out. <laughs> it's about working out. But you, it's like you have these like trampolines uh-huh. on each of your feet, like moon shoes. Moon but, shoes by Nickelodeon. But they're, but they're like, they're like uh, trampolines. But they okay. would lift you up like this much, uh-huh. which might be enough to see over the people. My third idea uh-huh. was like strap on stilts. You know how when right. you break a leg and you need or you have a problem and you need to use crutches? Yes. And there's that that like little squishy nozzle on the bottom of your crutch mm-hmm. so that you're mm-hmm. not just like metal to cement. Right. You put that little squishy bit um on a pole and strap it on your shoe. Huh. So that you can walk I mean, even if it's only like four inches, five inches, sometimes that's a big deal. You know what would be kind of cool? Uh, you all remember the Reebok pump sneaker, right? Where you had the little pump on the tongue that yeah. that tightened the shoe with little like air pockets. So what if the sole of the shoe was on kind of like an accordion style situation and you pump it to kind of lift it up a little bit. Yes. And yeah, just gives you a little bit, a, a couple inches. That is a really good idea. I'm sorry. I totally stole your, uh, no, your that's challenge. Okay, because you I was inspired also, like, by you were, what you were talking about. You could open it and then it would compress back down so that mm-hmm. after the concert, you didn't have to like carry the attachable bit in like a right. bag or you didn't have to have the apple box with you or the stilt or the trampoline shoe. You could just like yeah, let and the air back out normal. and walk around Daisy. like a normal human again. Nobody nuts. would know. That's right. Oh Sorry, my God, Daisy's I Daisy's going it. nuts. She definitely saw something out there. A raccoon, a raccoon. Probably not a raccoon. Oh. Probably a, a deer, dog. a fawn. It could have been a deer. Could have been a bear. Could have been a Sasquatch. We are in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we're only like 38 minutes in. We got some time. We we only went to the challenges early because it just made sense. It made sense. I'm going to give you one more idea from my list. I had a very brain-heavy couple of weeks. All right. So this one, I came up with the other night. I go to a lot of uh, lectures and events, and there's a lot of different ways that people, I guess, kind of function when it comes to public speaking. And the most common thing, and a lot of you have probably heard it a ton if you're listening to podcasts all the time. We have probably been victims of this, but a lot of ums and uhs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And whenever I'm doing audio editing and I'm trying to remove people's uhs and ums, it's kind of funny because you can actually see on like the visual waveform what it looks like. So sometimes you don't even have to listen to it. You just see what it looks like when that person says, um, 
and then you clip that out and you're good to go. So what if there is an implant chip that we can all have that is a filter that recognizes when we're saying uh or um and it mutes us in it's real like time. on our it's on like our vocal cords in real time yeah it's like auto-tuning but for language yeah yeah so oh i know God. that this is some like real sci-fi stuff right here but it will be so incredible because there's nothing more distracting than when somebody's trying to give some sort of speech and they're just going um uh so um because it's that's all you're focusing on. You're not hearing yeah. what they're actually saying, or at least that's the way that I am. That's all I ever hear. So if it recognizes maybe there's some sort of neurological thing that it taps into where it's kind of taking those filler syllables and just muting them. Because actually, if you look at somebody when they're doing that type of thing, if they're saying, uh, especially, it's not like they're really moving their mouth you wouldn't even know that there's something not coming out. It was just like they're pausing, which is a lot less distracting than, uh. Right. I wonder if, too, you could have a setting because one thing that I do a lot, and I'll just say this because anybody in my family who listens is going to get a real kick out of it. My nickname <laughs> growing up was, like, one of them from my Uncle Mark. Was, he would always go, um, 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 because I said it, all the time but I mm-hmm. wonder if you could have like a little adjuster for different things that happen to be your thing yeah I was you notice um a lot but I feel like I say like like a is a tough one because that's a real word that you would use other like in other ways I just said it right there uh uh <laughs> it's impossible to to do this without like making the, all those noises right but if you're saying I like apples, then it could be like, I, apples. Right, right. <laughs> that one is harder. And, but you what know, about something I know like, that I do, you, you can know, stand under my barella, barella, <laughs> because it would try to cut it out. Well, that's where I think that it would help to have kind of like the neurological tap in where it's saying, it's recognizing when you are putting in those filler syllables. And that, and in that case, the word "like" would have a completely different impact. This is getting really sci-fi right now, and definitely no, impossible, but... and not worth the the money and time that it would take to actually develop this. I mean, I'm not here to judge ideas. I'm just here to have them. Well, another thing that could work is like a shock collar. Yes, I was just going to (laughs) say, once upon a time, Mm -hmm. Chris sent me a link to this thing called Pavlock. Yeah, and it's a bracelet, and you can control it to either zap yourself from your phone, or somebody else can like log in with the credentials of your bracelet, and you can up the amount of shock that you get, but it's to just trigger your brain with like a negative reinforcement for Mm -hmm. breaking a habit that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be really effective for any type of type of person who gives a lot of speeches, you know, to have that kind of training. Yeah. All right. So there's definitely ways to do it, but not the super sci-fi way that we're talking about here. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, before we wrap it up, do you have any last ideas you want to talk about? I know you've had a pretty busy couple of weeks with your show and everything, so yeah. I, I understand if you haven't been writing down all sorts of ideas. Most of most of the ideas I, I was coming up with were in response to a an actual problem that I had with my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, what? I just did like a pause, uh, and then caught myself and got <laughs> discouraged by it. It's in your head now. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, if, if there's no more. Yeah, uh, I don't, I can't think of anything right offhand. That's totally cool. Uh, so what challenge do you have for me for the next episode? Okay, so your challenge, as the summer is upon us, mm-hmm. hammocks. <gasps> hammocks. I like it. That's right. I like it. Ooh, I'm wondering if I want to like shift gears and also give you a summer is approaching type of thing, even though it's like just barely spring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really crazy. Earlier this week, I think it was 41, mm-hmm. and today it's 80. <laughs> You kidding me? I have this tank top on. It's hot. If you check my Instagram, everybody, Spin Pixie on Instagram, <laughs> I said I, I brought my dog to the dog park and yeah. he had to take a nap on the sidewalk before getting on the subway. He was so I tired. I that guy. He's the best. He's so good. All right. Well, then, if we're talking about summer, have we ever talked about ideas ab- about uh, sweat solutions? Well, then we will in the next episode because that's right. a challenge, Sweat, Louise. Sh- Sweat solutions, solutions by Louise. That's right. <laughs> Can't wait. Cool. So, thanks everybody for for listening. And yeah. Yeah. This is always so much fun, and Louise and I get to hang out with each other, and you all get to listen in, and we really appreciate that you actually do listen to it, which is pretty cool. So, get involved. You know the number. It's 304-804-IDEA. It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Or maybe we're going to call you. Yeah, we come just, to us so we don't have to surprise you. We can just like find a phone book, open up to a random page, call a random number, and it might be you. The hardest part of that will be finding, finding a phone a book. Finding a phone book. <laughs> uh, yes. Wish us luck with finding a phone book. But we might call you. So anyway. Anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. And Louise, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't see it happening.